when it comes to a woman, there are two dates that a man must never, ever forget. Your anniversary, you know, wedding day or got together day, and her birthday. The right anniversary or birthday present can make all the dumb things you do and say disappear like magic. The trick is to figure out your woman and what she wants. You just can't get her any old thing. But beware, choosing the right gift is a minefield, as every woman is unique, just like everyone else. Tui is a typical young Māori male and is happily married to Harata, the woman of his dreams. He has two kids and is an all-round nice guy. But like most young men, he's prone to the odd bout of stupidity. Tui also happens to be exceptionally selfish. He loves and adores his wife, but given a choice between a new set of golf clubs and a birthday present for his wife, he comes to an idiotic conclusion. Why choose? He has been searching all day for a present and had planned an intimate dinner where he would give her his present, or as he called it, his get out of jail free card. The problem is, He's already spent most of the money earlier in the day on a new set of golf clubs. He knows his wife will find out eventually, but if he can find something really cheap that looks expensive, he might just get away with it. It's almost five o'clock and all the shops are about to shut. Tui looks around. Hey, koe tera. Anyone there? The whisper is coming from an alleyway off the main street. He follows the whispers. Anyway, there are a few shops, a body piercing shop, a clothes store that smells of incense and sells attire that goes well with nose rings, and a pawn shop. His attention is drawn to the window of the pawn shop and a green stone necklace in the window display. It's a huge piece with incredible detail. A piece like that is easily $800 plus. He takes a closer look. It has a tacky sign with the words special in red. He rubs his eyes in disbelief. $85? No, no, that must be a mistake, surely. He looks left and right down the alley and then up at the pawn shop sign. Lefty's Honest Pawn Shop. Oh, sounds legit. Tui goes inside. Oh, anyone there? The shopkeeper comes out and tries his best to answer in Māori. Gara, Gara, Gara. Oh, are you lefty? Nah, nah, nah. I use my right hand. Tui frowns. 
Just a uh, yeah, little far now, Jake. <laughs> now, uh, what can I do for you? Oh, can I have a look at that Ponamu necklace in the window? Ah, the old uh, Ponamu in the window? Yeah. You have good taste, young man. Uh, let me get it out so you can have a closer look. The shopkeeper plucks it out of the window display and puts it on the counter. Tui has found it. It takes a day of searching, but it's worth it. A stunning Ponamu piece unlike anything that he's ever seen before. And he's sure that Harata will love it. It's an absolutely stunning dark ponamu with a red streak through it. And most importantly, it's the right price. A bargain. Uh, can you uh, tell me anything about it? You know, where it's from? Tui knows enough to know that you should never buy a ponamu if you don't know where it comes from. Well, uh, the Pionamu was carved by a European friend of mine. Uh, it's 85 bucks, which does sound a bit cheap, but it's second-hand, of course, and it does have a bit of a history. Tui raises his hand. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll stop you right there. You had me at Kiara Kiara. Tui is weary and careful when it comes to Taonga Māori, so hearing that it's from a Pākehā carver, and $85, it's good enough. The pawn shop guy also mentions that the original ponamu that it was carved from belonged to an old lady. But Tui's too busy pulling his cash out to hear the details. I'll uh, put it in a bag for you, hmm? The next day, Tui wakes up early, drops the kids to Nanan Koro, and heads out to see one of the Komatsua from the Marae to get the Ponamu blessed. Oh, hey, kia ora matua hemi. Ah, tui, koe roa te wa. They hongi. Oh, I have a Ponamu that I need blessed. Of course. Hoa ke taua ki te wai. They go to the edge of the lake, just down from the marae. Tui takes the Ponamu out of the bag and shows it to matua hemi. <laughs> they both enter the water up to their ankles. Matsuhimi starts his karakia. Tui closes his eyes as the karakia begins. Matua has a branch that he dips into the water and then shakes over the bonum. As the karakia continues, there is a strange sound. Tui opens his right eye to see a fish pop out of the water just behind Matuahimi. Moments later, another fish pops out, and then another, and another. Matuahimi hears the sounds, but is focused on finishing the karakia properly, without breaking. When he turns around to look, he sees that there are dozens of fish floating on top of the water. He's upset by what he sees. Oh, where Tui? Hey, Nawaite Ponamune. Where'd you get this from? From the pawn shop in town. Yeah, the shopkeeper said there. Before Tui can finish, Matsuhemi is gone. 
No goodbye. Nothing. Tui bends down to pick up one of the fish. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He immediately drops it back into the water and looks at his hands. They're burnt. Sensing that something is off, Tui walks back to his car. All good, boy. It's all good. It's just a hot summer's day is all. It's what it was. Yeah, nah. Hot summer's day. Sounds right. Yeah. When he gets home, he can see that his wife Harata is waiting outside by their rose garden with her arms crossed. Oh, hey honey. You're looking exceptionally radiant this morning. Where is it? Uh, where's what? Oh, don't play dumb with me, Tui, the money. Oh, what money? Oh, 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 that money. Oh. Oh, you didn't spend it on another stupid tool, did you? Tui suddenly remembers the golf clubs that are still on the back seat. He takes off his jacket and throws it over the box, hoping that Harata hasn't spotted it. He shrugs and walks towards her. She's about to go nuclear when he pulls out the bag with the ponamu and hands it to her. What's this? Tui knows it's probably best that he shuts up and lets the taonga do the talking. She takes the ponamu out of the bag and puts her hand over her heart. Oh, Tui. Without saying a word, he takes the ponamu and places it around Harata's neck. It's... It's beautiful. Where did you find such an exquisite piece? Oh, it was a custom piece, made by a Pākehā carver, just to be on the safe side. Yeah, one can't be too careful with Wairua Māori, eh? Harata gives Tui a big hug. Mission accomplished. Happy wife, happy life. And a new set of golf clubs. (laughs) Life doesn't get any better than this. The next day at work, Tui gets a phone call. Hey, bro. Tommy? Yeah. Yeah, what's up? There's been an accident. You better get down here. Tui rushes off to the hospital. Tommy meets Tui at the door. Hey, what happened? A truck blindsided them. They were lucky, but my car's a write-off. Harata? Oh, Carmen. Carmen is Tommy's wife. Carmen's got a couple of cracked ribs and a broken leg. She's in surgery right now. She's pretty banged up. Oh, in Harata? Here's the thing. There's not a scratch on her, which the doctors are saying is incredible because the car was crushed. Uh, She's resting up inside the room. Tui rushes to the room and sees that Harata is asleep on the bed. He grabs her hand and kisses it. Harata immediately sits up and whips her head around to face Tui. Tui recoils backwards and tries to take his hand away, but Harata has his hand in an unbreakable grip. Harata's eyes are rolled back, her nostrils are flared, and her teeth are clenched. Arata blinks a couple of times. Everything is back to normal. Tui? Harata opens her arms to embrace Tui. He hesitates 
before giving her a semi-cautious hug. What's the matter, Tui? No, let it go. Nothing at all. After spending a night in the hospital, Haratai and Tui drive back home first thing in the morning. Oh, how are you feeling this morning, my love? Um, I'm okay. I just can't... What? I can't remember anything about the crash. All I remember is that Carmen and I were driving to the supermarket and next thing, I woke up in the hospital. Huh. You must have blacked out. The main thing is, you're okay. But don't you think it's odd that I'm okay? Did you see Carmen and and the car? Oh, yeah, you were very lucky. Look, I'm just glad you're... Oh! A bird flies into the bonnet of the car. Harata jumps. What the heck was that? Oh, just a bird. Yeah, happens all the time. What the? Another bird hits the windscreen, smearing blood everywhere. One hits the roof. Another one hits the window on Harata's side. Harata has her hands over her ears and screams. Her scream changes to a laugh, the demonic kind. She turns to Tui and grabs his throat. Tui slams on the brakes. Harata jumps out of the car and grabs one of the birds that has lodged itself into the grill of the car. It's still alive. Harata bites the head off and swallows it whole, licks her lips, and then collapses. Tui leaps out of the car, approaching his wife gingerly, carefully lifts her and carries her onto the back seat. Tui drives home as carefully as he can. When they arrive home, he carries Harata inside. As he walks through the front door, he notices that all Harata's carefully planted flowers have wilted and turned black. He lays Harata on the couch and makes sure her head is on a pillow. Hey, Tui, go hear me, Danny. I'm not to hear me. Hey, uh, it's not a good time, eh? Okay, Rotone, she just needs some rest. Get the motonuye the ponum. Oi, how come? Quickly, take me to her. Tui leads Hemi to the couch. Harata, hey, Harata, Elho, Harata. Matsuhimi gently shakes her shoulder. Should we um, call a doctor or...? Kao. What's happening? It's the Ponamu. The Ponamu. But the guy at the shop said it was okay. Yes, I know who carved it, but the Ponamu itself, it belonged to a queer called Porawihiwihi. Yes. How did you know? I think I talked to her. 
पड़ा वही वही वजा कुया फाई फाईया विच वर्ड फॉर पाक थिंकिंग So, what do we do? Should we take the pony and move? No. No, not yet. I think Harata and the pony are connected. Ah, Waiwa. Separating them right now is dangerous. Let's take Harata to your car. Where are we going? I'll explain on the way. Give me your keys. I'll drive. Tui nurses Harata in the back seat. He can see that she's in some sort of coma. After a couple of hours on the road, they pull up to a farm out in the countryside. Stay here. Matsuhimi climbs out of the car and is met by an old queer. Inside waiting are a group of women of various ages ranging from early 20s to the queer who looks like she's 70ish. Indicating to a bed, the queer says, "Lie down here. Go on or out." Everyone in the room gives a nod. Matsuhimi kneels down on the other side of Harata and puts his hand on her shoulder, and then it begins. The karakia start, and they are fast. The bonamu has begun bouncing around. The whispers that Tui has been hearing start, but are much louder. They are coming from the bonamu. The whispers are now screams that seem to fuel the karakia and the karamu. The sound is deafening. shakes rises into the air and then shoots into a wakahuia being held by the kuia the kuia slams the lid on the bonum tui harata tui and harata embrace Happened? Did I black out again? You're back. <laughs> You're back. Back, back from where? To we? Where are we? And who are these people? You know, Matsuhimi from the Marae, and um, this is. Oh, it's, I don't know. Kia ora, maiden. It's Harata, ne? Oi. We are the wehi wehi fano. But where he where he was our queer. That tonga that I'm told your husband bought from a pawn shop. What? Just focus on the story, my love. Eh? Don't mind the details. 
Well, it was a cow from a ponamu that belonged to my kuya. Our kuya was a wahine faifaya, and the ponamu was her most prized possession. She imbued her wairua, which, among other things, was a bit on the dark side. It was stolen from our family years ago and fashioned into several different taonga, and those taonga were sold all across the motu. The unfortunate recipients all experienced the same type of occurrences as you. Accidents, mishaps, death. We had recovered all the other taonga, but yours was the last. Our uri, Matuahimi, had been helping us, watching out for the signs. He had alerted us to its presence, and now that all the Paunamu are back together, we can finally allow our kuya to rest. After a cup of tea and a kōrero, Tui and Harata farewell the family. Tui, <laughs> I'm gonna stay on for a while, tie up a few loose ends, eh? Don't worry about me, I'll, I'll see you at the marae next week. Definitely. Alright. Well, hey, Tui and Harata head back to the car. Hey, Tui, I only have one question. What the heck were you doing in a pawn shop? What? Pawn shop? Ooh, no. Oh, anyway, I, I feel really bad about the present and and the queer witty witty and uh, but I did I did buy you something else. Really? Tui opens up the boots. Oh, I thought you might enjoy them and oh, I might borrow them every now and again. Yeah. Harata puts her hand over her heart. Oh, new golf clubs. Oh, Tui. Pakikehua, brought to you by Te Wānanga o Aotearoa, with funding from Te Māngai Pāho.